Today is Monday, January 30th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the morning announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. There was a ton of news this weekend, most of it not exactly Monday morning inspo. Especially true for our first story, which needs a trigger warning for police brutality and violence, so please skip ahead about one minute. The police body camera footage from the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols was released on Friday evening, of course after the media morbidly hyped it like a season finale. On that note, I'm not going to describe it here, but based on the totality of the footage, the police chief acknowledged that they could not substantiate a reckless driving claim, implying that the violence of these five officers was not after an escalation, but an actively predatory stop. Nichols was only 100 yards from his house when he was stopped by the officers for the crime of coming home from watching the sunset to go see his mom. And before we talk about what followed the release of the footage, I just want to say a few things about Tyree Nichols. He was a 29-year-old father to a four-year-old son, a photographer and a skateboarder by hobby. And when he died, he was working at FedEx, doing the evening shift alongside his stepfather. His mother, Rovon Wells, called him a beautiful soul, adding that he had a tattoo of her name on his arm. And longtime friends called him a free spirit, happy-go-lucky, and a loving guy who loved to make people laugh. Following the release of the police footage, two additional officers were suspended pending an investigation. And the Memphis Police Department also permanently deactivated something called the Scorpion Unit, so badass, which these five officers were a part of. The other officers in the unit will now be reassigned. The attorney for Tyree Nichols' family, Ben Crump, said that the response by the Memphis Police should be the blueprint for accountability going forward. Took a long time to complete that blueprint. And as footage and information spilled out over the weekend, protesters peacefully took to the streets to call for police reform. And President Biden made a statement urging Congress to revisit the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, which was passed by the Democratic-led House in June 2020. Yeah, how about that George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, Kevin McCarthy? Another week, another expose involving former Attorney General Bill Barr. This time, the reporting came from Rolling Stone and centered around what the piece called a capital punishment killing spree under Donald Trump's administration. They refer to it as a killing spree by the numbers. Before 2020, there had been three federal executions in 60 years. Trump then put 13 people to death in six months. As attorney general and leader of the Justice Department who had jurisdiction over federal executions, Bill Barr actually spoke to Rolling Stone for this story. And when asked if there were more federal inmates who would have been executed starting in early 2021 had Trump not lost to Biden, Barr said, quote, yes, that was the expectation. Of course, pending how many other paying projects Kim Kardashian had on her plate. I'm sure he added off the record. It seems people are prepping for the 2024 election like it's coming next month. California Representative Adam Schiff announced that he will make a bid for Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat in 2024, joining Katie Porter in what is expected to be a growing field of candidates, and one that Dianne Feinstein said she will not announce if she's going to be part of until 2024. Someone needs a minute to confirm that the weekend of Bernie's handlers are willing to stay on for another six-year term. But Dianne Feinstein's Senate squatting is nothing compared to Schiff's and Porter's most embarrassing colleague. The George Anthony Katara DeVolder Santos Zabrowski show has yet to take a weekend off, giving us two new stories this weekend. First, a Facebook comment that Santos made in 2011 has resurfaced, 
where he wrote something to the effect of, Hi Hitler, and then referenced the Jews and Blacks. I recommend Googling if you're curious because it is barely comprehensible, much like his entire existence. But of course, we know that a Facebook comment from 2011 is the least of Santos's problems. Because new reporting from Mother Jones emerged this weekend, finding that more than a dozen of the top donors to Santos's 2020 congressional campaign don't appear to exist, with names and or addresses that can't be confirmed. These questionable donations account for more than 30000 of the $338,000 that the campaign raised from individual donors. And in the cases of donors who actually are people, at least two of them told journalists that they did not make the contributions that were attributed to them, or that they'd contributed much less. Obviously, this is extremely illegal, though not at all surprising from a man who made up a volleyball championship. For our last headline out of Congress, an anti-abortion bill, with a technological twist, was duly introduced in both the House and Senate last week. It is called the Standing with Moms Act and would set up a website called life.gov as a portal for pregnant women. That would explain the risks related to abortion at all stages of fetal development and direct users to local crisis pregnancy centers. The bill would also allow someone from the Department of Health and Human Services to conduct outreach in coordination with private healthcare providers, such as crisis pregnancy centers, to provide pregnant women with additional resources. How about you keep your resources and stop stalking fetuses on the internet? They haven't even been born yet. My God. And finally for today, we end on a more positive note. The FDA has proposed easing the blood donation rules for gay and bisexual men, who right now are only allowed to donate blood if they haven't had sex with another man for three months. Under the new guidelines, blood donors who report having a new sexual partner or more than one sexual partner would be asked about their sexual activity over the last three months. A report has found that adopting these new guidelines could increase the annual blood supply by 2-4%, to and the FDA is expected to reach a decision on these guidelines in 60 days. So generous of them to consider letting the queer community give them free blood, something they very badly need. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you can't get enough of this podcast, check out our premium Extra Extra episodes. This week, we investigated whether Ron DeSantis is a scarier presidential prospect than Donald Trump. We went deep into DeSantis stories from college, Congress, the Navy, and when he attended high school parties as a boarding school teacher. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, click on the episode to get a seven-day free trial right in your morning announcements feed. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can find it by typing morning announcements extra extra into your search bar. As always, thank you so much for helping us keep the show growing by leaving a five-star rating, a subscribe, a follow, and especially a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.